Hustle culture is cute in theory, but eventually it leads to burnout and lack of fulfillment. Then again, as enticing as it sounds to sit in meditation for years as a monk, abandoning Western culture altogether is not really an option for most of us. So where is the in-between? I like to think of it as a world where dreaming big and living slow coexist. I'm Tia, host of Dream Big Live Slow, a podcast for entrepreneurs like myself seeking a life of soul-filled work that still allows time for those slow moments that make us feel the most alive. Join me as we break down realistic mindfulness tools used by real entrepreneurs working towards a life of both dreaming big and living slow. Also, be sure to check out the end of every solo cast episode for free guided meditations. All right, let's do this thing. Hi, friends. Today's topic for this solo cast is inspired by a lot of conversations I've been having with people in my life, all of my entrepreneur friends who are side hustlers or whatever you want to call us. Those of us who are trying to build a business by marketing ourselves. This episode is going to talk about, raise the question, is modern marketing ethical? Which I know, I literally get nervous, like bringing up something that I think someone might find offense to, and that is not the point of this of this episode. This episode is just really... The point of this whole podcast is to offer mindful solutions and mindful alternatives to business that might not be common practice, I guess, and might challenge some of the ways things are naturally done. But challenge seems so aggressive. (laughs) I'm like such a like, let's all, I don't want to make anyone mad. So that's where I'm at with this. And that's where this is going. So if this makes you mad, please DM me. Let me know. But this is an episode about potentially taking the marketing that we know and throwing it in the garbage (laughs) and why it's feeling unethical for a lot of people in my life and why a lot of us, you know, I hear it all the time like, oh, Instagram is so hard. I don't want to do reels like, oh, reels kill me or not even Instagram, email marketing. Like I feel so much pressure about email marketing, how to build that up. Oh, I need to offer these freebies and I need to be on TikTok and I need to post this many times a day and show up on my stories and I need to launch a a passive income, you know, just all of these things that we're kind of taught as business owners and business practices that can just be so anxiety inducing if they don't feel authentic to us. So one, I'm going to talk about some of the reasons why I, myself, and others that I've been having these conversations with have been feeling really icky about traditional marketing practices and a way that we can feel at peace and ways that we can market ourselves that feel more aligned, at least what I've found. So here's the episode. I, over the past four or five years, how many years have I had my business? Four years, five years, uh, have 
taken all of the courses, taken all of the classes, and listened to every single marketing podcast to ever exist, consumed all of the information about business because I didn't go to business school. I went to school for my craft, which is storytelling, and learned how to, you know, do videography, basically, and tell stories. But the business side of things, like most of us, we had to learn on our own. And if you are like me and you've kind of like been self-taught, you try to consume as much as you know because you're like, okay, I have this skill that I'm really good at (laughs) or that I love and I'm passionate about. I want to be able to do it. So in order to do that, I have to sell it. (laughs) I have to market myself and I have to sell my services, sell my products, sell myself, sell my soul. (laughs) No, that's kind of how it feels though sometimes. It's kind of feeling a lot lately like I'm selling my soul for the sake of Jesus. What am I saying? Selling my soul for the sake of sales. (laughs) That's cute. Okay, we'll keep that. So. I've been thinking a lot about and just talking to everyone in my circle about this because it's felt a little heavy in a way. And we all love and are so passionate about our craft. It's like, how can we sell it in an ethical way? So the reason why I'm saying the word ethical is because I have had some experiences lately where I've been on the receiving end of sales where I have been sold something and it's felt icky. And same with some people in my life. I, you know, have been sold and persuaded into buying something for fear of missing out, for being told that it would solve a pain point, a problem. I, you know, I have a particular pain point that they targeted, a fear that they targeted, and I bought into it, you know, as a business owner, I know what tools they're using and I still wasn't aware that that's what it solely was. Or I guess as a business owner, I want to believe that they really are going to live up to what they say or that this is not based on fear. It's actually something that I need. And then it it turns around and I realize that I have been sold this out of fear and not out of a love for what it will do to me, do for me, I guess. And then I've also heard stories from people in my life of them actually being tricked into buying something from someone who says they are a millionaire expert and only working four or five days a week, being sold something and actually being tricked into thinking something was a one-time purchase and it being a monthly purchase and not being able to get their money back. So that's what really sparked me to dive deep into these practices that were taught and that we feel we must do. And that's why so much of us, so many of us feel anxiety towards social media, for example, because we feel like we have to be using these things in the way that we are taught instead of just what feels authentic to us. And 
offering alternative ways of using these platforms and these, you know, marketing resources to do them in a way that feels more aligned instead of the ways that we are told will work. So I kind of just like sat down and started looking at some of the ways that I've been taught to sell and market myself. And I started listing them out. Some of the tactics that we're taught are fear of missing out. You want someone to fear that if they don't buy your shit now, or if they don't get in on it, then they might miss out on something exceptional. They might miss out on a really good deal. So fear of missing out, creating a sense of urgency where this product will disappear and I might not ever offer it again. Newsflash, they always fucking do. They might never offer it again, especially not at this rate if you don't get it now. So fear of missing out. Also, hitting a pain point. So someone is very, very vulnerable and, you know, has something that is like a serious even problem and a company leverages on your pain point. So I'm listing these examples because I think you can see the common theme here. Does that feel ethical? Like, it's all fear-based, essentially. And again, I am so open to anyone having this conversation, but I want you to listen to the whole episode before you jump on me and get mad at me. But those things do not feel ethical to me. And then there's all of, you know, these suggestions for selling on Instagram or uh, TikTok or whatever, you know, I hate to always talk about social media. However, it's huge for entrepreneurs because it's free marketing. And so many of us are like, it doesn't feel authentic to do reels. It doesn't feel authentic for me to do, to show up on stories and show my face and show up with 10 times the energy like they say you need to. And all of these things are like hook, sell, convince, persuade, leave them wanting more. Those words don't feel aligned for me in what I want people. I wouldn't want someone to buy something from me feeling tricked, feeling convinced, feeling persuaded, feeling fear of missing out, fear of they might miss something. That's fear of missing out. Good job to you. Words. Um, but I just think... I just think these aren't really authentic ways. And I got to thinking that literally they, when you're learning business and learning how to say sales and marketing, they teach you sales psychology. And then I got to thinking about how fucked up that kind of is. Like, as in let's use what we know about the brain and let's convince people, persuade people, trick their brains into buying our product. I mean. It's just disturbing, right? Like, I don't know. I thought that's not really aligned with how I want to market myself. And maybe that's why for me and so many other entrepreneurs, we're feeling like, gosh, marketing feels heavy lately. Because if we know what we need to be doing and we're still not doing it, like I've taken all the courses. I know how to make millions of dollars. I see people making millions of dollars using these strategies that I just listed out. 
And they sell you their products and they make millions by saying, look at me, look at how I'm doing it. I'm living the millionaire life. I am only working three days a week. Buy my stuff so that you can learn how to be me, basically. And then they tell you, oh, you know, if you don't do this stuff, you know, you don't really want it. You're afraid of success. How about maybe it doesn't feel authentic to apply these marketing tools or these sales strategies? So I've been thinking, you know, if if sales psychology is the standard, then what's the alternative? I think it's pretty, I mean, you guys are probably going to be like, this is obvious, duh. But the goal, instead of fear, kind of the opposite of fear is love. It's like, if people are buying things based out of fear, and that's what feels disingenuous to me, or they're buying things out of envy, and wanting to be like someone else, seeing what they have and wanting to be like someone else. Fear, envy, jealousy, dissatisfaction with their own life, you know, feeling unfulfilled. What's, how can we create something that's different that we can market ourselves with? So I kind of just looked at my own business and like, okay, what in the past when I've gotten clients has felt really good and what has not felt good, you know? So here's, here is my mindful marketing strategy. It's kind of three things. Number one is focusing on my art. So whatever it is, maybe you're not a, you know, a videographer or you don't make paintings or something, but just your craft. Okay. Focusing on your craft, what you're good at, the skill itself. And for me, that. I looked at my videography business and I re- I realized like I love the way I love the clients that I attract with my wedding videography like I love the couples I get to work with they're just incredible. And I was thinking about how I market myself and I am never focused on marketing myself essentially. <laughs> like I don't create the art or the content to market myself. I create the art for myself and the client, focusing on telling the love story, focusing on creating from the soul in the moment and delivering them a product to tell their love story. I'm really laser focused on creating my art from my soul. And the same applies for my writing. I write every single day. It is for me and me only. Focus on creating my art that is a release for me and is from the soul. And that's how I get these podcast episodes. (laughs) But that's how, you know, and then after the fact, I share it. So I'm focused on creating from the soul and I'm not focused on creating for Instagram or anyone else. And when I really focus on my art and literally just share the art that comes from my soul, that is when I attract actually the most aligned clients. Not when I'm focused on, oh, creating reels or TikToks to get more following or whatever it is. Instead, I just 
focus on creating my art that is authentic to me. And that is how I get the most aligned clients my way. When I share my writing and it is from the soul, from an authentic place, I'm not writing for anyone else but myself. That is when, oddly enough, it speaks to people the most or it resonates with people the most. And even if it doesn't, I don't really care because it's, you know, it's for me and it does something for me. But that is still how I have attracted people to listen to this podcast or people who take something from my writing that is totally, the writing is totally authentic to me. So focusing on creating art, that's kind of step number one in mindful marketing. Step number two, (laughs) is it weird to do steps? Is that, this is a marketing tactic. It's not a tactic, but it's easier to digest when you list things out. So there's a marketing tool, (laughs) but I think this one's harmless. It's just easier for people to to digest. (laughs) Why am I doing a disclaimer for everything? Okay. Thanks for bearing with me, friends. But number two is focusing on human connection. So how I even started my business was not, was with 100% zero knowledge of sales and marketing. And mostly how it has grown has been total ignorance to what I should actually be doing, quote unquote, should be doing, and was just literally making friends with people, other creatives, and that my innocent self being like, I just want to create with other people. I just want to meet other creatives like me. And I want to create random shit with them. And also just like even meeting friends and making friends and just just innocently talking about what I'm passionate about, what I love to do. I love telling stories. Like I, you know, am making brand videos and I just absolutely love it. I just started doing it. You know, that's where it started at this gym that I went to with a bunch of people who are like-minded because we were all, we all loved working out and, you know, that's kind of how it started. But human connection is kind of like a basis for mindful marketing. And you're not going in with the intention of, I am going to build a community so that I can sell to later. That is kind of what it has turned into, hasn't it? Like build community so you can sell to them because they'll trust you and love you. Instead, come with a more sacred intention when you go in to making human connection. Say, I want to build a circle of just people who get me and love me, and I'm not focused on money or selling to them. I'm just focusing on creating with them or just telling them about why I love what I do and, you know, fully having your deeper purpose in mind and just connecting with humans that you want to go get coffee with as opposed to you want to sell with later. And this kind of leads me into number three that I think is most important. So in it's kind of funny because my two worlds of mindfulness and entrepreneurship both have this focus or I've read 
a lot about these two things. So in business, a few years ago, I read the book Start With Why, which I highly recommend you guys. But it breaks down this, it breaks down your why into three things, okay? You have your your why, and you have your how, and you have your what, basically. So that is basically the whole point of the book, so you actually don't really need to read it. No, you do. <laughs> you should read it. But why, how, what? Basically, your how and your what will change a lot, but your why stays the same. And it's something a lot deeper, a lot deeper in meaning and purpose. And it is something that, like, no matter what you do in this life, whether you're working at McDonald's or you are CEO of a giant conglomerate, or you are a stay-at-home mom and you don't have, you talk to your babies all day, like all your why is something deeper of the value that you bring to this earth and that it does not, it is not tied to money and you can feel passion about it and a deep, deep love for the change that you can make with your why. Okay. And in the mindfulness world, in Buddhism, this is similarly called the Dharma. And it's essentially the same thing. Your why that is a deeper purpose and and it and it does not change no matter how much in your life does. And staying rooted in this is also tied to human connection because with your human connection, you can totally just be rooted in your dharma, your why, and want to create change through just your conversations with people, whatever it is. And and I think that this is a much more fulfilling way. It's an easier way to feel fulfilled in the work that you do because it's essentially like, I don't care if I'm changing one person's life or a million people's lives. I am so aligned in what I am doing in this world and what I am meant to do with my time here. So I have noticed that I feel a lot more peace in not getting caught up in all of the logistics of how many times I'm posting a day, am I posting reels, am I doing, am I launching enough products to establish a passive income stream, or am I working my way to, you know, not being hands-on in my business and being more of a CEO type? Am I doing all the right things, you know? Getting so caught up in my business heading the right direction and growing the right way and in turn as a result, like as a result of my sales and marketing. Instead, it feels so much more peaceful to focus on these three things. My art, truly just creating my art from the soul. And then sharing that if I want to. Then focusing on human connection. So connecting with humans in my life first 
not focusing on selling them to, to them later, but focusing on the people that I would like to be surrounded with to become the person that I want to be and to become the business owner that I want to be or to do the work that I want to do, surrounding myself with those types of people so that I always feel supported on such a deeper level. And I promise you that if you focus on genuine sacred connection, that somehow, I know this is so effing woo-woo, but um, somehow the universe fully attracts the right people. If you focus on attracting the right people in your personal life, that directly flows into your business. That's my, that's my woo-woo point of human connection. And then finally, really understanding your why. And it's okay if it, you don't know right away. And honestly, it's kind of hard to figure out at first. And it can even maybe, maybe you'll think it's one thing and it'll change a little bit, but it's just a way to have more peace in the work that you're doing when you're, it's a way to get less caught up in, am I doing what I meant to with my life? And instead being like, oh no, this is just who, who I am is the value that I bring to this world. All right. Are y'all ready to meditate? Let's do it. Let's meditate. But before we do, if this episode resonated with you, if you enjoyed it, or if you know someone who would benefit from it, all I ask is that you just send it over to a friend. If you can just spread the word, that's literally the only way that I care about this podcast getting out is just that if you know someone who you feel like really needs it, then just send it to them. But otherwise, I'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on this and if and if you've been feeling it too, because you know, I'm sitting here alone in my room talking to myself. So it's nice to know that someone out there is feeling it. Done with my begging you to talk to me in return. Let's meditate. Let's do it. I really love this meditation. So this meditation is actually one from one of my absolute favorite but first books I ever read on meditation and it is Wherever You Go There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn and this meditation is from that book. I mean, I'm going to put it in my own words cuz I don't know where that book is and I've been doing this meditation on my own for a while, but it's a really good one. It's called The Mountain Meditation. So, let's do it. As always, let's find a comfortable position, light a candle, incense, palo santo, do something really special, get your space together, and let's start to notice our breath. Watch it. Notice your ego. Notice how your breath feels, your body feels. Let's get deeper and deeper. We're just watching, becoming the observer, 
And let's bring some mindfulness into it. Let's bring the awareness to our breath. Deep inhale. Feeling it overcome your body with oxygen and release. Continue to deepen your breath. And as we get deeper and deeper, I want you to visualize a mountain. A mountain that maybe you've seen before or you're dreaming of or one that you want to visit one day. Notice how it is rock solid. That mountain is made of rock and it is solid, powerful, unwavering. And I want you to visualize yourself as that mountain. The top of your head is its peak. The bottom of your legs are its base. And you are powerful, strong, sturdy, firm, rock solid. This is your core, your soul, your dharma. You are unwavering. And just like the mountain, on the mountain, storms will come and pass. The seasons will change. The foliage will change. Everything will change on the exterior. But at its core, it is rock solid, unwavering, powerful, firm. Remember this about yourself. What parts of you are rock solid, unwavering? Everything in this life is fleeting, flowing. Everything is changing constantly around you. Your circumstances, your situations, your thoughts, ideas, beliefs. Everything is changing around you. But what stays the same? Your heart, your soul. You are firm at your core. I want you to deepen your breath and visualize yourself as this mountain even deeper, feeling your heart, your soul, Finding the center of your being and remembering that it is with you forever. Your peace, it is with you forever.
anytime you feel completely engulfed in all that is happening around you, all of the noise, all of the chaos, the loud thunderous seasons, I want you to return to your core. Visualize your mountain and remember that although things are constantly changing around you and nothing is permanent, what remains the same is that your center, your soul, your heart, it is always there, permanent, foreverlasting, divine. It will never change. That's where you find your peace. In the chaos of life, that is where you find your peace. As you slowly begin to open your eyes, just remember that anytime you can return to your mountain, your center, your peace, it is always with you. You are strong, powerful, grounded, rooted in your purpose, your dharma. You are meant to be here for a reason way deeper than what the world makes you think. Thank you for meditating with me today. I'm sending you all of my love. Until next time, my friend.